This is the Creative Agency Podcast, where we explore the strategies, aspirations, methods, and mistakes behind growing and maintaining a successful creative agency. Out there today, I have special guest Mike Payton, co-author of Get a Grip and EOS implementer and visionary at EOS Worldwide. Specifically, Payton helps entrepreneurs clarify, simplify, and achieve their vision by mastering the simple concepts and practical tools that he'll be sharing with us today. Uh, welcome, Peyton. Uh, thanks, Chris. It's great to be here. We're going to dive into um, what EOS is and why it's good for agencies. Um, but can you first tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, you bet. I uh, I grew up in a household full of entrepreneurs and teachers, <laughs> and uh, out of co- out of college, uh, got my first real job in banking, and kind of cut my teeth there. And I found that um, I enjoyed spending time with my clients, the business owners and entrepreneurs that I was working with, uh, a lot more than I enjoyed spending time with uh, uh, other people working in large organizations. So. Uh, ultimately, I decided to pursue my entrepreneurial future and uh, joined the leadership team uh, for one of my clients' companies. And uh, since then, I've run or helped run four entrepreneurial companies, uh, left the fourth to become a uh, certified EOS implementer a little more than 10 years ago and transitioned into the role of visionary for EOS Worldwide about three and a half years ago. That's awesome. So at my agency, Murmur Creative, we've been implementing EOS um, over the last year or so. I was super inspired by the books, both Traction and Get a Grip. It was actually another creative agency that recommended them to me. Um, So I'm super excited to have you on the show and pick your brain. And then also just let our listeners know what EOS is and how it can work for an agency. Can you maybe sort of give a give sort of a elevator pitch on what EOS is? Yeah, so EOS uh, stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And it's just a simple way of operating an entrepreneurial company, a small growing organization that wants to build consistency, scalability, execute better. And so what I do and the other 197 EOS implementers around the world do is we help entrepreneurs get what they want from their businesses because far too often they don't. Uh, And we do that by using a complete set of simple concepts and practical tools that uh, just help the people who own and run these small growing businesses get everybody 100% on the same page with the company's vision, instill more discipline and accountability so the company gains traction, everybody's executing on that vision, and makes the leadership team and ultimately the entire organization a more healthy, cohesive, fun-loving group working together to achieve a common goal. That's great. I know, you know, my experience, I've, I've read Traction probably like three times now, and I still feel like I should probably go back and read it again. But my feeling when I first started reading it was just this sort of giddiness where I was like, oh my gosh, we have to do this, or we don't do this, we should do it this way, or, you know, sort of this feeling of like, oh, like, if you use this system, you can fix all those little problems and those things that you've been ignoring or putting off. So it was really exciting to me to sort of see, you know, it's, it's also, like you said, it's very simple. It's not like 
you know, it's not a complex system. It's, it's very sort of intuitive once you get to know it. Yeah, that that is the uh, the genius of Gino Wickman, the creator of EOS. And, and Gino, 20 years ago, running his own family business, recognized a real need or void in the marketplace for uh, tools, concepts, and a comprehensive system that would help an entrepreneur get a little discipline, accountability, structure, clarity without killing the entrepreneurial spirit of the organization. And, uh, you know, when when Gino created EOS, the common way of thinking in the business marketplace, the business consulting marketplace is, you know, let's teach entrepreneurs and their leadership teams how to operate like a big bureaucratic organization. And, and that just didn't work. And so that's the need Gino tried to meet and, uh, and, and what he put down in writing and traction and shared with the world. And, and that's what our organization and our uh, talented implementers around the world are intent on bringing to the world because, you know, entrepreneurs want to live a balanced life and create consistency and scalability, but they, they don't want to run a, a, you know, giant publicly held organization. They want to run an entrepreneurial company that's nimble and flexible and and still creates consistency and scalability, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Who would you say is is EOS sort of ideal for? Or I feel like it's great for agencies, but sort of overall, what is your sort of target? Yeah. So our target market is an EOS term right in the marketing strategy that's that's on one of the tools called the VTO. And our target market our ideal customer or prospect are um, companies with between 10 and 250 people Mm -hmm. in them uh, who are privately held, whose owners and leaders are growth oriented, open-minded, frustrated or stuck uh, and are willing to be open, honest and vulnerable with themselves and the rest of their leadership team so they can change the way they're operating at a fundamental level and work together to uh, implement EOS and uh, achieve the company's vision. That's great. Yeah, I think probably most creative creative agencies would probably fall into that. <laughs> yeah, and and not all do. And one point I always like to make when I'm speaking with somebody like you about EOS is, you know, we believe that every business needs to have a way of operating that its owner and leaders embrace and support mm-hmm. and align around. We don't believe EOS has to be that operating system. So one of my pieces of advice for you and your listeners is go find a way of operating that suits you. And if EOS is interesting, uh, we'd love to have you learn more about what we offer. But if it doesn't seem like a fit, you got to go find something else. Because what we don't want you to do is lack a way of operating or worse yet, argue with one another constantly about how you're going to make decisions. Right how you're going to prioritize, how you're going to drive accountability and clarity through the organization. Yeah, I think that, you know, in our experience, we, there were a lot of things in the U.S. that like were familiar, but they're just, we had never really sort of approached organizing how we run our business along any sort of principled way. So it was very nice to see that. And also, you know, none of us are, who who run Murmur, there were 14 of us, are have business degrees, you know, <laughs> so we're creatives who are trying to figure this out along the way. And, and EOS turned out to be a really great framework. Well, well, and one point I would make is that almost everybody who starts an entrepreneurial company, it starts it not to build an entrepreneurial business or an organization, 
They start it because they're passionate about something, they're talented or they have a skill and they win a client or two. And all of a sudden they find themselves delivering something of value in exchange for money. And when they're real good at that, they end up having to go out and hire help. And I can't tell you, I mean, probably more than 70% of my clients would tell you one day they woke up and they were running an organization and that was never their intent. <laughs> so it's not just creative agencies where, you know, the spark that causes you to be running a business uh, requires you to one day wake up and learn how to run a business. That's very normal. That makes sense. Um how, how long does it usually take, um, in your experience for a business to get up and running with EOS? Well, up and running, um, you know, I think one of the things that makes EOS so valuable to entrepreneurial companies is the way the process is laid out. You start getting some real lift almost immediately. So, you know, after I spend my first full day with a leadership team of an entrepreneurial company, We've taught them how to run better meetings. We've helped them identify the handful of priorities that the company and each member of the leadership team is going to focus on for the next 90 days. We call those rocks. Mm -hmm. We've helped them learn a technique for solving issues. We've built a scorecard that helps them identify the 5 to 15 leading indicators that give them an absolute pulse on the business. And we ask them to start tracking those numbers on a weekly basis and obsessing about keeping them on track. And so those tools and disciplines really start to create this feeling that we're all rowing in one direction and that we're all comfortable being accountable and that kind of stuff. And so it starts paying dividends right away. In terms of fully implementing EOS with the aid of a professional implementer, I usually work with my clients for about two years. Some uh, graduate earlier, some uh, stick with me a little bit longer. But my job is to teach the leadership team how to use the tools in the EOS toolbox, how to run their business purely on EOS. And then all of our clients graduate, meaning they've got it. They don't need the help of somebody like me to uh, answer their questions and unstick them when they get stuck. Uh, they keep running the business on EOS without the aid of a professional. Gotcha. Yeah. And I will, I will say that we have not had the pleasure of working with an EOS implementer. We've been doing it ourselves, which means that we've sort of been doing it a little bit haphazardly, <laughs> but I think that it helps that we're, you know, I, I am particularly passionate about it and, um, our, the rest of our leadership team is also very much on board. So we've sort of committed ourselves. We've done some, you know, day long workshops working on the materials and we have, you know, our weekly meeting where we go over our, you know, our rocks and our issues list and stuff like that. So we probably not a perfect implementation we've still got a lot of ways to go, but we all see the value of it. I mean, it's, it's great to hear. That's great to hear. And by, and by design, Chris, I should make clear for your listeners, you know, when Gino made the decision to write traction and when we wrote the subsequent books, we are sharing our intellectual property with the world. And we want you to get value from the books, from the website and the free tools that are available there and make your business better using the tools that are out there in the public domain. Uh, those who want to purely implement EOS uh, and get there a little bit faster and less haphazardly, to use your term, mm -hmm. 
We'll typically reach out to a member of our professional EOS implementer community uh, to get some help, um, either from the start or along the journey when they feel like they've gotten stuck or they aren't properly utilizing a tool or what have you. And so we're out there to help people like you and organizations like yours when you need it. And we also support and value and are enthusiastic about people who uh, are implementing EOS without without uh, our help. That's great. Are there any um, well-known companies that have implemented EOS our listeners might be familiar with? Well, given our target market, I wouldn't say there are any giant names that would resonate with everybody who's listening. Um, 10 mm-hmm. to 150 people is you know, roughly two to 50 million in revenue. Uh, and so the, the short answer is they're, they're not. I can tell a funny little story in that I just had one of my longtime clients who stuck with me a little longer than the two years uh, go public uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, oh, wow. and as far as Gino and I and the rest of the community have been able to determine with uh, anecdotal story sharing, that's the first company that's grown aggressively enough and made the decision to go public that's implementing EOS oh, gotcha. purely. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. Um, ha- have you worked with other creative agencies who have implemented EOS? Yes, uh, several. Um, in, in, in fact, an awful lot of uh, inbound or digital uh, marketing agencies, there's quite a buzz around uh, EOS in that community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a market, a, a traditional marketing launch agency that was one of my early clients. And uh, so quite familiar with the unique attributes of a creative organization versus a more traditional manufacturing firm or distribution firm. Nice. Is there anything you've noticed sort of um, different or, or you know, similar with creative agencies versus other kinds of businesses implementing EOS? Well, I think there is more um, concern in a creative organization that rigor and discipline is going to kill the creativity, flexibility, and nimbleness of my company Mm -hmm. than in an organization where creatives are the odd people out. Um, And so what I want your listeners to hear is if you want to grow and scale your business, to beyond a handful of people that you can trust to just go do great work without a lot of leadership, management, process, scorecarding, et cetera, um, you're going to need to bring structure and discipline to the organization somehow. Mm-hmm. And so that's the choice you've got to make is you've got to decide how big you want this thing to get and how thinly you want to spread your own time and energy helping the other creatives in your organization get clear on where you're going, what's expected of them, et cetera. My experience has been EOS can be a great way to do that without negatively impacting creativity, spontaneity, flexibility, and all of the stuff that excites you about your business today. Mm-hmm. It does require some sacrifice here and there. And, uh, and there are a set of rules and guidelines that everybody needs to follow, but, uh, but it can be a helpful tool. Yeah, one of, one of my favorite parts of EOS is the the vision traction organizer, um, which you guys call the VTO. Can you explain a little bit about what what that is and how it works? Yeah, the the VTO is a tool that we use to help strengthen the vision component, which is one of the six key components of EOS. The idea is that every business has six things. 
that are really essential to it becoming truly great. And we call them key components. And I'll get into that a little later. But but the VTO is a tool we use to get the leadership team on the same page with the vision for the organization. And when we say that, most of the time, the issue isn't that there's no vision in your company, particularly in a creative agency. It's that there's too much vision. You don't all agree on where we're going, how we plan to get there, what's most important today, next quarter, next year, three years out, five to 10 years out. And we've got to give you a tool that helps you get on the same page. So there's one company vision, uh, not four or five, depending on the you know number of people on your leadership okay. team. And so that's what the VTO is, is just a series of eight questions that we ask your leadership team to answer one at a time. And we won't move forward until you all agree to the answer to question one. Then when you all agree, we move to question two and so on. So that's the VTO. Yeah, that was a really, a really fun process for our team to sort of really boil things down and figure out what our, you know, our core values are and, you know, what would be an ideal, um, where do we want to be in five or 10 years? Um, it is really helpful. And it's, it is interesting to find out who might have a different vision and how we can sort of make compromises to, to, um, all be on the same page. Yeah. And, and, and the, the, the concept behind the VTO is, when you have 20 or 30 people working for you and you want them all to see what you're seeing and share your vision and want to execute on it in a way where it becomes more believable every day rather than more elusive every day, you and your leadership team need to get on the same page first. Yeah. And so one of the tricks is we ask you a set of really simple questions, eight questions, and then we ask you to answer them in clear, definitive terms, write them down and all sing from the same sheet of music when you're sharing the vision with everybody in the organization. So you don't have some people saying this is where we're going and other people saying that's where they're going and they think they're on the same page, but the rest of the organization is confused and, and misled and you're creating ambiguity rather than clarity. Right. Do you think that... Um that someone can sort of pick and choose from what they learn in traction and from EOS? Or do you think that's kind of dangerous? Do, is it better to sort of embrace the whole system? Well, I believe if you want to get more of what you want from your business and you want vision traction healthy, implementing EOS in its complete and holistic form is the way to do that. Mm -hmm. I also believe that there are tools and concepts and disciplines that EOS teaches that can vastly improve a business quickly. And so one of them is a level 10 meeting. And the level 10 meeting is so named because if you ask the people who own, run, or work at most organizations to rate the quality of their meetings on a scale from one to 10, with 10 being best, most of them say somewhere between three and four. I keep data on this when I ask the question, and so it's about three and a half on average. Wow. And, uh, and so what we're trying to do is improve the productivity, the efficiency, the open and honest getting to the root issue solving capability and the accountability that happen in and come out of your meetings with a philosophy and a specific agenda 
that help leadership teams more productively and efficiently run meetings. And so that's a tool where, you know, if your meetings are lousy and you're looking for a way to improve the quality of your meetings, I'd urge your listeners to consider Mm -hmm. just looking at that. But that isn't going to help you get what you want from your business on your own, because we believe you have to strengthen all six of the key components of your business to run one of those truly great businesses and live the life right, you want to live. Right. And, and what are those six, six components? Yeah. So um, the first is the vision component. I've already touched on that, getting everybody a hundred percent on the same page with where you're going and how you plan to get there. The second key component is the people component. That's just, filling your organization with great people so that you can achieve your great vision. The third key component is data, which is running your business on facts and figures, on objective information rather than the feelings, egos, emotions, and vague sensations of success or despair that so often drive the way you make decisions in an entrepreneurial company. And then from there, When your organization is strong in the vision, people, and data components, everything becomes crystal clear, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so that brings us to the fourth key component, which which is issues. So the issues component is about getting you real good at setting your problems up as they arise and solving them at the root so you knock them down and make them go away forever rather than wrapping duct tape and twine around them just hoping you can get into next week. The fifth key component is process, and that's getting the most important stuff in your business done the right and best way every time, even when you're not there to coach or mentor or help or teach or nudge people out of the way and do it yourself. And then the last key component is the traction component. And the traction component is that discipline and accountability, bringing the ability for everybody in the organization to focus on the right stuff with discipline and accountability so you execute on the vision. And so those are the six key components. Gotcha. And is there, um, is there a particular book? I know there's a, a number of books sort of uh, about EOS. Is, is there one that you rec- recommend to start with? Yeah, Traction is the book to start with because it is the book that presents what EOS is and the foundational tools of EOS to the world. Um, The other four books in the Traction library, Get a Grip is the second book, um, Rocket Fuel, the third book, How to Be a Great Boss, and then uh, What the Heck is EOS, serve specific purposes. But for your listeners that want to learn more, Hands down, I'd recommend Traction first. And then there, uh, your listeners are going to be able to find the whole Traction mm-hmm. library on our website, and it'll explain what each of those other books is for and, and when they should be used. And um, if they decide they want to read one of the other books first themselves, that's 100% good. Mm-hmm. But I'd start with Traction. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, Traction is, is what I read first, and then Get a Grip. And Get a Grip is a little bit more of a sort of uh, fictional narrative, correct, of, of a company that's implementing EOS? Yeah, we call it a gritty real-world entrepreneurial fable that portrays a leadership team of a typical entrepreneurial company hitting the ceiling and then engaging with an EOS implementer to purely implement EOS to help them break mm-hmm. through that ceiling. And Gino and I wrote that drawing on our specific experiences with real world companies in the session room. And so we wanted to paint a a realistic picture of what it feels like to go through this process to help uh, 
folks like you, quite frankly, do it better, even if you don't engage with a with a professional EOS implementer. Yeah, one of the one of the kind of fun things for a creative agency to to do EOS is that it gives you insight into not just, you know, we work with so many other businesses that it kind of gives you added insight into um, how, you know, you can help other businesses. We do branding work with companies and some of that work is establishing things like values and, you know, the personality of a business. And uh, it was kind of cool to see as I was reading Traction that some of the ideas can be even applied to the work that we do with other companies. Yeah. Uh, ironically, the uh, agency that has supported EOS worldwide over the last five years is run by a woman uh, named Marissa Smith. Her company's name is Whole Brain Group. And that was exactly Marissa's aha when she was exposed to traction many years ago is, oh, my goodness, if I could be engaging with the leadership team of a small business that all is on the same page about where they're going, how they want to get there and how marketing can help them do it. My job would be a heck of a lot easier than if I'm engaging with five people who have their own yeah. ideas about what marketing is. Uh, so I totally get what you're saying. And, you know, my clients find that over and over and over again. And for that reason, it's not unusual at all for a manufacturing company or a retail operation or a technology firm who's looking for a marketing agency to specifically hire a marketing agency that's fluent in EOS because the uh, synergy and the common language gets you there faster. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're watching that happen in our markets where there are a lot of uh, EOS companies every day, and it's pretty cool to watch. Nice. That's awesome. Um, you know, small agencies like ours are pretty, you know, flat organizations. There's, you know, not always a dedicated uh, visionary and CEO and, you know, managers and stuff like that. You know, a lot of times we're just kind of a bunch of creatives in a room doing work, even the owner. Um is EO, and EOS kind of promotes a, you know, a hierarchy of roles. Do you find that that, um, that that's important still for agencies to sort of create that, that hierarchy or, uh, I guess, yeah, I'm guessing asking what your sort of opinion on that is. And yeah. So, um, you know, the only word I would sort of pick at in what you just shared is the word hierarchy, because I, I think that's an interpretation and not an actuality. So, so here's what I'll say. We use a tool called the accountability chart to crystallize the roles and responsibilities of mm -hmm. every human in your business and to make sure we have the right structure for the business so that things we need to execute on our vision over the next six to 12 months are clearly owned by one or more people in the organization. We're driving mm -hmm. accountability and clarity, and that is what the tool is for. Where you see hierarchy, one of the things we think six creatives working in a room need to know is when two of us are arguing about something and we're not sure what the right answer is, right. who should we go to for guidance, mm -hmm. right? And that's why you see a level or two on a typical EOS accountability chart is I want to know who I report to, who's giving me directions, who's my coach, mentor, you know, my my liaison right. to my future at this organization. Um, but, you know, we do not at all believe in corporate hierarchical 
power structures. We believe in clarity, simplicity, and accountability. And we believe the accountability chart brings that tool. The other thought I want to plant in the the minds of your listeners is when you start a creative business yourself and you're one person doing work for a single client that hires you, your organization has an accountability chart because sometimes you're sending out an invoice, sometimes you're selling the next client on your capabilities, and sometimes you're delivering creative work. You just don't know you're in four different seats. You call it one seat business owner, and you just do whatever needs to be done. And so when you have 30 people, we think the thing that's going to be most helpful to you as the business owner is you have to decide what seat you love most and are best at. And we want you to build an accountability chart that has you doing work you love and are great at every day, because quite frankly, you're going to make more money, do better work for your clients and have a hell of a lot more fun. And if you started the business, but your seat is creative person, I'd beg you not to put yourself in the boss seat because you can hire that out right. if you don't love it and you're great at it. So that's kind of the philosophy behind the accountability chart. We're just trying to bring a little simplicity and clarity and we're trying to help the people who started the agency stay in the roles where they're going to add most value and have most fun long term if that makes sense. Gotcha. Gotcha. That does. What are the, what would you say are the hardest kind of hardest parts for a company or even an agency to adopt in the EOS system? Yeah. Um, you know, definitely the, uh, you know, two things I'll say is accountability and, um, a meritocracy. So on the subject of accountability, it is not unusual for a business owner to hear me talk about discipline and accountability and think to themselves, man, that's exactly what my company needs. I can't wait for Peyton or one of his implementers to come in here and make everybody else accountable. And what I want your listeners to hear is you can't have accountable employees if you're not accountable first. And being accountable for an entrepreneur is very hard because, you know, we like to chase shiny stuff. We like to, you know, follow the winds that are blowing us in various directions. And we're also typically very good at rationalizing why the things we decided last quarter were most important didn't actually get done last quarter. And so accountability can be challenging. Um, and then the second thing is the meritocracy. What I mean by that is this. You know, when I say we help owners or entrepreneurs get what they want from their businesses, what I will say is once we are clear on where you want this business to go and we paint a picture of what that looks like using the VTO, we are going to get there. What I can't guarantee you is that all the people that got you to where you were when we started this EOS journey together are going to still want to be in the boat with you when you arrive on the far shore right? or are going to have the skills, aptitudes, attitudes, and share your vision and want to get there. And you need to be prepared for one or more longtime members of your organization saying, this isn't for me, I'm out, I'm moving on, or... You may need to be prepared for letting somebody know that was real good getting you from point A to point B. 
that they don't have what it takes to get you from point B to point C and that you're going to need to make a change. And so those are the two biggest challenges. Are there other systems like EOS out there? I haven't encountered any. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, if you, if you describe EOS as a way of operating an entrepreneurial company, I don't believe there are any complete holistic systems out there that, that you can plug and play your business into in the way EOS works. There are lots of business coaches, business management tools, business management philosophies that your listeners could research um, uh, that would that would do part of the work EOS does for you. But I, I don't know that there's anything holistic that does the same. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you feel that EOS um, is is limiting in any way to to businesses that there's, you know, I think that is, we sort of talked about that a little bit before. Like I know agencies, sometimes they like to be so creative and and experimental. Do you feel like there's any limits that are, or things that people sort of um, push back against? Well, I call that two separate questions. (laughs) Are there things people push back against? How much time do we have on this podcast? (laughs) Because honestly, Chris, change is hard. You go first. Right. Yeah. I mean, mean, so in that subject, the question I have for your listeners are how is the way you're operating your business working for you today? Mm -hmm. And if it's great and you're getting everything you want from your business and you feel great about your people, you're clear on where you're going, you're making suitable progress every month, quarter, or year, keep doing what you're doing. Okay. If it isn't getting you what you want, then something has to change and it might be you and your leadership team and EOS can help. So that's how I would answer the pushback. Um, You know, in terms of real limiting factors, the only thing that comes to mind when you ask that question is we do suggest that you cannot create scalability, meaning you can grow your business to any size you choose and consistency of execution Mm-hmm. without an end-to-end operating system like EOS and without a handful of truly important core processes being documented, simplified, and followed by all. And so if you want to run your business with a bunch of creatives in a room and a piece of work lands in the middle of the conference room and you say, all right, who's got this one? And they just go make it up as they go along. Gotcha. EOS would be a poor fit for you and your team. If you want to bring a little structure, discipline, and accountability without killing the exceptionalism and the spontaneity of your creative people, I think EOS can help. And I'll, I'll leave you with one quote Gino uses all the time when we talk about strengthening the process component. And what he says is, what we're trying to do is systemize the predictable so you can humanize the exceptional. And so what I mean by that is, we don't want to create rigor and discipline around creative work if what you need to do is get in a room, you know, roll up your sleeves and start brainstorming or ideating or whatever terminology you want to use. That doesn't need to be systemized, but there's a lot of stuff in a business with 40 people in it that does need to be systemized, that should be predictable. 
And if the management team of your organization could never think about that stuff again, because you've got a process that everybody is consistently following, right. how much more time and energy would you free up for humanizing the exceptional? That's what excites me. And quite frankly, it excites me more for creative organizations than it does for organizations that aren't creative. Because I say that to a group of accountants and they don't yeah. understand the words humanize or exceptional sometimes, you know? So you got to decide how you want to run your business. And if you don't want any structure, discipline, accountability, and process, don't implement EOS. But if you think a little bit can help you, I think it's worth a look. Awesome. How, how would you, um, if an agency was interested in, in working with a EOS implementer, um, how would they do that? How would they find one? Yeah, so I would urge your listeners to just go to eosworldwide.com as kind of the home base for any investigation they plan to do. That's where you're going to find our EOS implementer directory. Our 198 people around the world are all featured on the site. And you can do a geographic search with your zip code to find people that are near you. But it's also where you can find the Traction Library, uh, download a bunch of free tools, as I'm sure you've done, um, watch some helpful videos. We're trying to share this stuff with the world, and we encourage your people to take what they, what they need and, and, and use it uh, to make their business and their life better. That's great. Um, I usually ask my guests for three takeaways, you know, what are sort of boiled down three pieces of advice for an agency who's interested in implementing EOS? Yeah. So number one is an easy one. And that is this, never lose sight of your passion for what you want from this business. So it's all about getting what you want from the business entrepreneurship is hard. Right. And if you don't get what you want, why bother? So number two is even if you don't plan to work with a professional EOS implementer like me or my 197 friends and colleagues, I would strongly urge the leadership team of the entrepreneurial company who's listening to consider reaching out to one of our implementers mm -hmm. at the beginning of their EOS journey for what we call a 90-minute meeting. And that's a free 90 minutes with a professional who's an expert in how to e implement EOS. Because even if you finish that meeting and decide, hey, we love EOS, we're not going to hire you, we're going to paint a clear picture for you of the journey ahead. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to vastly improve the quality of your experience with EOS. And, and the last thing you should know is we have a core value that we hold everybody in our uh, community accountable for exhibiting every day called help first. And so you need to know when somebody calls me and says, Peyton, there's no chance on the planet I'm going to hire you. I'd like 90 minutes of your time. I'm happy about that. I celebrate that. I love that. And so I want your listeners to hear, please don't feel badly about borrowing 90 minutes of my time or anybody else's time because we want to help you get what you want from your business using EOS. And if it makes sense for you to hire us, all the better, but um, we want to help. Wow, that's fantastic. And then the third uh, uh, piece of advice I give you is implementing EOS is a journey, not a destination. And so be patient, commit yourself to the journey, 
um, and celebrate progress. Don't get obsessed about being finished because it's a lifelong journey to bring vision, traction, healthy to your organization. We just think we'll give you a set of tools that'll get you there faster and help you keep yourselves there as the organization grows and changes. Wow, that's great. Thanks so much. It was really it was really awesome to have you on the show. I'm a huge traction fan, so it's it's wonderful having um, someone so experienced <laughs> talk about it and uh, give your insights. So, um, and I'm sure my listeners will really appreciate it as well. Well, that matters a lot to me, and I just want to help everybody who's listening get what they want. So it was a great pleasure, Chris, and uh, wishing you and your listeners a bright future. Uh, hopefully using a little bit of what they learned today. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Creative Agency Podcast with your host, Chris Bolton. When he's not podcasting or being a dad, he's the Digital Strategy Director at Murmur Creative in Portland, Oregon. Be sure to visit us online at creativeagencypodcast.com.